Hey everyone, welcome to Is That a Foul? The only podcast designed to help the layman learn about sports. I don't know if it's true, but I'm going to keep saying it until proven otherwise. My name is Connor Clifton, and ever since I was a little kid, I always dreamed about being a talking head on ESPN. But there's one problem. I don't know anything about sports. <laughs> Luckily, I have a friend who knows a lot about them. His name is Cody Egger, and he's agreed to help me learn everything there is to know about all the big sports and the big, big people who play them. He's a very good boy who I love very, very much, and I'm very excited to introduce him to you all, Mr. Cody Dale Edgar. Hi, Connor. Hey, Cody. Now, Connor, I want to make this very clear from the get-go. I, I am in no way proclaiming to be a sports expert. I'm just probably your friend that knows the most about sports, and so... Or that we'll do a podcast with you about it. <laughs> yeah. So I want to make sure that that's clear. I'm going to try to help you to the best of my abilities. But Connor, you got a long way to go. Yeah, I I, I don't know anything about sports. I uh, have a lot of family members who know sports. Yeah, I I have had one friend who was into sports. Okay. And when I tried telling him, we we were talking about it, and I said, "Oh yeah, I really love baseball." And he says, "Oh yeah, uh, who who won the World Series?" Like, oh, I don't know. He's like, yeah, fuck you, asshole. Whoa. Yeah, it's like, oh, okay, we're not friends <laughs> it was anymore. the Red Sox, Connor. <laughs> this was a few years ago. Oh, how many? Um, did the Rangers win? Mm, never. Oh. <laughs> Literally have never won. Have they gone to the World Series? They have, twice recently. Ah. Lost both times. It was dope. Good don't, for them. Don't Wait, like them. dope that they lost? Yes. Don't Why like do you them. not like the Texas Rangers? They, they have a rivalry with the Astros. They always like kind of try to shit on us and stuff, and we kind of win more, and it's nice. Hell yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah. We won the World Series. Yeah. yeah. So, so, Connor, do you? I think part of maybe your thing with sports is you want to be more included in that we. I definitely <laughs> do. I really hate feeling left out. Yeah. Um, like sitting, it, Can you it, tell me more about this ESPN dream of yours, though? <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, um, I, I watched ESPN. I was like, that's going to be me one day. So, so the ultimate goal of this podcast is get, <laughs> to get you ready enough. To be on ESPN. I want to get on ESPN, and I want to be able to hold my own for 30 seconds. Now, I have a close friend in the city who is a regular on uh, the NFL Network and uh, does ESPN stuff. His name is Lance Zerline. Okay. I don't know if that, can, who that can, is. can you drop his name like that? I mean, yeah. I, we could get him on the podcast. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah can I'm he sure. get me on ESPN? <laughs> no. <laughs> he couldn't do that at all. <laughs> Damn it. Try. So, Connor, um, we've kind of devised a method here. Uh, yeah. That I'm very excited about being of a, a studious mind when it comes to sports. Where we're gonna, I'm gonna try to each week give you another little facet of the game, mm -hmm. see if I can make you understand that, and see if that gets you anywhere closer to your um, kind of knowledge summit that you're uh, looking to climb to. ESPN, baby. <laughs> yeah, we'll try. We'll try. I'm coming for you. Uh, Michael they, Strahan. Okay, so we texted about this. He is not on ESPN. <laughs> I don't know where he's he is. He's a Good Morning America host. Is that on ESPN? No. <laughs> oh, is it on ESPN two or something? It's actually owned he by. He's fallen far. <laughs> it's owned by ABC. I mean, ABC. Or Disney owns ABC and uh, ESPN. So oh, so if go. I could get into Avengers, <laughs> yeah, that's the road. I'm on ESPN. <laughs> go, go play Plastic Man and then jump into uh, that. Is that DC? What Plastic Man? Yeah. Nerd, that was your first test. <laughs> Crap. <laughs> You're I need, done for. I, okay, so uh, a new goal for this is I want to be able to get on ESPN, and when people ask me about comic books, I go, duh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I think the first thing we should shoot for is that you can go down to, like, Little Woodrow's or something and just have a conversation at the bar with somebody about a game currently going on. I think that's a goal for this show yeah. is one day goal! I'm going <laughs> to. I get that. Yeah. Sucker. Speaking of that, what I just did is what the people that we're going to talk about 
about today, do. What? Yes. Well, who are we talking about today? Uh, Connor, your first lesson today will be about the world of sports announcing slash broadcasting. Okay. All right. Connor, can you tell me what you uh, just kind of bare bones know about that world? Um, well, I've worked with someone who was an announcer for a baseball team in Reno, Nevada. Um, so I know that there are people inside the stadium or field who announce who's coming up, what happened uh, on the field, and general, like, it's the seventh inning stretch. There you go. Um, telling you about, um, guess which hat the ball yeah, is under. Yeah, you're getting ahead of me here. Yeah. You're doing great. <laughs> uh, different things like that. And then there's also another side of it where, uh, like, if you're watching it or listening to it. Yes, and you're not there. Right. And you got to get announced too as well. Mm-hmm. Now, Connor, I, you told me to assume you know nothing. So already, Connor, I'm gonna say you're at two percent, and that's really dope. And I'm two percent to getting the ESPN? No, <laughs> <laughs> point two. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Even that's too high. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm gonna start off with my sports topic spiel. All right, <laughs> that's let's, my favorite let's hear thing. It. Now, from the moment the concept of sporting events was conceived, people have wanted to hear about it. And while the ancient Grecians couldn't quite cobble together satellite radios or in Colosseum amplification equipment, <laughs> 20th century engineers managed to put it all together, and thus the world of sports announcement began. <laughs> the first known form of sports broadcasting was done by Telegraph in 1896 in Canada, of all places. Uh, t- <laughs> Hey, they just won the NBA Finals. Hey, look at you. Uh, To update Winnipeggers on how... (laughs) Now I looked that up, and that's what they're called. Uh, On how their hockey team was faring in the Stanley Cup Finals versus Montreal. Uh, There's no real record for the first example of a public address announcer, uh, also known as an in-stadium announcer. I couldn't find any information on when that first started, but we do know they've been telling us to root, 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 and reminding us to stretch after six and a half innings uh, for over a century now. Um, in 1911, more than 1,000 people gathered in downtown Lawrence, Kansas, to watch a mechanical reproduction of the 1911 Kansas vs. Missouri football game while it was actively being played. A Western Union telegraph wire was set up direct from Columbia, Missouri. A group of people then would announce the results of the previous play and used a large model of a football playing field to show the results live. So that's pretty nuts. It's not the kind of first time they did it. Uh, those in attendance cheered as they, uh, though they were watching the game live. They had a good time. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty nuts. Uh, 1921 marked the first radio announcement of sporting events when station KDKA in Pittsburgh broadcast a boxing match over the airwaves. Fans got to scream in their homes with excitement as they heard Johnny Ray battle Johnny Dundee in an all-out 10-round brawl. Battle it, of the Johnny. That's right. It ended with a very exciting no decision. <laughs> <laughs> 1936 will go down as the year of the controversial Berlin Olympics, but also the year of the decidedly less controversial decision to televise said Olympics. That was the first world uh, televised games. In Berlin? Yes, the Berlin Olympics. That was it, what year was this? 1936. Oh, so this was like the bad ones? <laughs> yeah, this was the... Yeah, this was the... Well, the yeah, uh, Jesse okay. Owens with the fist one. Oh, uh, yeah. 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 That, yeah. D- what was the name? Jesse Owens. Jesse Owens, that's right. Um, uh, okay, I've seen the, the photo... Yes. I, okay, cool. Cool, yeah, cool, 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 cool. That was, that was a good. Uh, this paved the way for the USA to broadcast a college baseball game in 1939 between the Princeton Tigers and the Columbia Lions. The rest is history. NBC started broadcasting NFL games immediately, then NHL, and then college basketball. 
uh, the other kind of sports followed suit uh, either, you know, a few decades later or, you know, a few years later. Fast forward a few decades and the introduction of ESPN revolutionized the industry entirely. The self-titled worldwide leader in sports began broadcasting major league and minor league sports as well as oddities such as hot dog eating and darts. I like That's I fun. like how you put darts as the last one to like make fun of darts. I but right before it was I hot almost dog think eating. it's weirder to watch darts than hot dog eating. Really? <laughs> I'd rather watch somebody eat a bunch of hot dogs in a row than darts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. I would rather watch uh, the hot dogs live. I feel like you'd really feel it. Yeah. What's the worst sport you think it is to watch? Oh, personally? Yeah. God, this is gonna be really unpopular because my but my brother watches it all the time. I can't stand watching golf. Me neither. My got, stepdad got, watches the got, hell out of golf. I, get, I, I like, I respect golf. I like it when, you know, something crazy happens in golf or like a cool shot. That's cool. But like the process and the amount of hours it takes to watch, and you have to like watch a bunch of different things happening at once because it takes too long for them to get from hole to hole. Yeah. And so like that's, that's kind of, that kind of pisses me off. <laughs> yeah. I, I no, it's boring. Like it's it. boring as hell. Yeah. Well, Connor, today, sports announcement is bigger than ever. And for today's pur- purposes, we're going to include two sections of it, which you alluded to before. The sports broadcasting side and the public address announcing side, also known as in-stadium announcement. Okay. Uh, public address announcing usually consists of one person announcing the result of the previous play in the various sport, interacting with the crowd with the purpose of getting the energy in the arena up. They might also commentate on fan giveaways, lead the crowd in mini games between major events of the game, or <laughs> just tell you when to kiss the person seated next to you. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> kiss game. Yeah, it's a good one. Sports broadcasting is an entirely different beast. This group, of, this group of sportcasters usually includes three main persons, and this is very important for our uh, stuff today, okay? okay? First off, the play-by-play commentator. This guy is going to give live updates on what's happening currently in the game. He definitely carries the most weight on the team. So that's the play-by-play guy. So he's going to be the guy that's saying, you know, the shot goes up, it's up, it's good, right? Or, you know, the, uh, the ball's hit, bang, 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 it's gone, right? He's the guy who's telling us what's happening, okay? okay. Next guy, or girl. Uh, the color commentator. Uh, they're going to be uh, tasked with providing insight and background on what is happening, why it happened, and how it might impact the future of the game or the league in the whole. So, you know, uh, the shot goes up. It's good. That is his third uh, three-pointer of the last five shots, and he is on a roll right now. That would be that guy. Okay. <laughs> He's there right. to kind of pepper in some of the commentary, right? Okay. Uh, then the sideline reporter. Uh, this person, uh, usually you'll see this more in uh, NBA, NFL uh, type stuff. Not really seen too much in MLB. Um, uh, NHL has a version of it, but um, they're also, you know, the huge plexiglass dividing them from anything that's happening. So they're kind of uh, removed. Uh, this person is going to conduct interviews with the players and coaches live on the floor, maybe before a quarter at, or at halftime or at the end of the game. Uh, this person uh, is also could get information from the benches or locker rooms. They could be saying, I heard around here that this might be happening, especially if an injury happens. They're going to go, you know, oh, word from the, you know, locker room is he's going to be out for the rest of the game, Kevin. And they go, oh, thank you. Doris, you know, good job, you know, right? Um, uh, or could be there just to point out a particularly famous fan in the audience when they have nothing else to say. <laughs> <laughs> Leo DiCaprio is right here. And Leo, what are you thinking? It's good. <laughs> it's a good game. <laughs> Go Timberwolves. <laughs> All right. Wait, well, uh, what, what league is the Timberwolves in? Take a guess. Basketball? Yeah, <laughs> okay. the basketball league. <laughs> 
All of these things compromise a very small but vital subsection in the rich tapestry that is sporting. Connor, back to you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Coach. Yeah. <laughs> so that's it. That's annou- that's that's bare bones what announcing is. It's okay. um, going to be a, it's quite a big thing and we're going to have to tackle it, um, but that's kind of the bare bones of it. Okay. Um, well, I've got some questions for you. Got it. Um, I uh, One of the things that we're going to do in this podcast is that I will prepare five questions uh, to ask you about the topic. Um, it's very, very hard to come up with questions when I am not allowed to <laughs> research. <laughs> like the, the, for future topics that we have planned, um, I had to come up with some questions like, I don't know what the fuck this <laughs> is. <laughs> I don't know how to come up with any of this. Uh, so I'm going to try my best. And hopefully these are challenging enough questions that can lead to uh, stimulating conversation. I think they will be. All right. Yeah, because you've seen them. (laughs) Yeah, I have, and I'm ready to go. All right. Question one. What does an announcer contribute in terms of building the culture of a team? That's an interesting question. I think announcing is very different than broadcasting uh, in that thing. Now, in-stadium announcers are there uh, to, like, liven up the crowd. Right. They are there to make sure everybody's pumped and amped and ready to go. So and they're also your guys. They're not changing out every time that you go see them. It's the same guy every time. Yeah. It's going to be the PA announcer for like 70 years sometimes. Right. Man, do you think they ever get a day off? Um, well, the team's not playing con. Uh, well, yeah, that, that, that makes sense. What do they what do they do in the off time? In the off season. Well, uh, that's funny. A lot of them are like uh, voice talents. Like a lot of them do voice work. Yeah. Like they'll I, do the, commercials the guy I knew and stuff. who worked in Reno. He was also a reporter. There you the go. So I think that, that's a huge part of their job. Is that they? Um, I mean, that's not the only part of their job. Is what I mean. Is that they also do a bunch of other stuff on the side. And uh, some of them don't stay with one team. Some of them bounce around because they uh, get some some other work. But the good ones stay forever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, I. Uh, uh, they they usually they can liven up the cloud of the uh, crowd. They can have signature things to say. I grew up uh, a Rockets fan, and I remember um, Matt Thomas is kind of like the guy who's known the most um, uh, for announcing for the Rockets. He's the announcer right now, and he was also during our championship run in the '90s. He was the guy. Okay. I grew up with John Paul Stevenson uh, as the announcer, and he was. Um, a very uh, signature voice, which I have a clip of here. You will instantly recognize it, li- having lived in Houston all your life. Okay. Um, this is John Paul Stevenson doing some voice work I'm for... I'm like Mattress Mac or something. No, I'm telling you, you're going to instantly know it. Here you go. Okay. Study 6-3, KLLL, and Ashley Furniture Home Store are flying you to Kansas City for the electrifying return of America's most powerful concert voice. Hi, folks. This is Garth Brooks. Garth Brooks? <laughs> no, not Garth. <laughs> so that's, no, uh, yeah, that's you've I heard him, that. right? He's on of all course. the commercials. Um, this is him introducing the all-star introductions. You can just get a taste of what he does for Rockets games. Okay. Um, he's just what I think of when I think of uh, Rockets basketball introductions because he was during like the Tracy McGrady era, which was kind of my middle school days where I got really into it. I was more, uh, I was a big Yao fan, and a big Steve Francis, Catino Mobley kind of fan, which was kind of like late 90s, early 2000s. And then he was there kind of in that middle stretch as well. Um, But this is him introducing the All-Star Game when we hosted it. Cool. The starting lineup. A three-time scoring champion making his fourth All-Star appearance from the Oklahoma City Thunder, Kevin Durant. Durant. Uh, 
I gotta admit, like I felt a little bit of endorphins kicking in. It's, it's the best thing in the world. I've I've seen I've gone to maybe two Rockets games in my life, but just hearing announcers, it's definitely pretty cool. I feel more at home with them. Like I don't know, it feels like Houston to me. It feels like, or it feels like whatever your city is, because it's a signature voice of your city. Who's the announcer for the Astros? Um, the the radio guy forever was Milo Hamilton. I'm, yeah, Milo Hamilton. Uh, but who's the in stadium? Oh God, I need a um, Bob Ford. Bob Ford. Yes. Ah, uh, that dude. I that voice brings yeah. me back. Jose Altuve. <laughs> the Astros are coming up. <laughs> <laughs> More baseball shortly to follow. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It's like, especially if you've heard it since you were a child. Yeah. And then you go, and it's like 20 years later, and that same guy is talking to you. Um, it's such a nice little warm feeling. I, it definitely, man, just hearing that guy, uh, what's his name, the NBA guy? Uh, John Paul Stevens. John Paul Stevens. Uh, just hearing him made me think about growing up, uh, going to the Astros games with my family. And, yeah, I don't eh, – yeah, that did something to it's me. It's a man. good thing. So I think that an announcer, in my opinion, can really capture the heart of a city. Um, there's one more man I want to show you. His name is um, – Da, 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 da. Oh, I'll pull it up here. Oh, his name is John Mason, um, and he was the Detroit Pistons PA announcer. And he's this famous dude that, like, celebrities love and everybody loves because he really, instead of being, he never had the, like, voice, uh, <laughs> but he was, like, had, like, put, like, a flair on it that okay. became so Detroit and, like, what it's known for when you go to a Detroit game. Okay. Um, so here's uh, John Mason. There's, like, some of this we're going to have to kind of uh, announce a little bit. Um, but uh, basically it is a kind of interview he gave one day um, to um, American Sports uh, Network. Here okay. He's describing Ben Wallace. Man. That's Rick Mahorn, Detroit legend. He's making fun of him. Whole play says it with him every time. Wow. He got a championship ring when they won. They gave one to him. Dang. Yeah, he rules. Um, and he's just known as like this like like staple of the NBA for just being this like 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 even when people say Chauncey Billups, like when the different people will announce him in different arenas, they'll go boop 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 Billups. That's Six, amazing. Three, Chauncey Billups. And what's his, his name is John Mason. John Mason. John Mason. And he made like and that like even even now anywhere you go, people will go like it's a rallying cry of the fans, and he made it up, which is just Detroit basketball. Like they'll just they'll, they'll all do it with him in unison. 
That's awesome. So it's like it's a really sick thing that he kind of created. So uh, announcing is home, right? It is getting the flavor, and the players know the announcers, and he he says their names every time. And the best part, I don't know if you've ever been to like an NBA game when they go like starting lineup for the Boston Celtics, at, you know, point guard Kyrie Irving. And they'll say it like really bored. And now for your rockets, yeah. you know what I mean? It's the best. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I, the, the guy, um, crap. What was his name again? John Fort. Uh, uh, Bob Fort. Bob Fort. F O R T. D. Oh, like the car. <laughs> yeah. Room, room, baby. I want to let you know that Connor's taking copious notes. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is great. Um, so Bob Ford, uh, he he definitely says the uh, away team's names with respect. Yes. Yeah, but when the Astros comes up, like, it's it's electric. Yeah. It's like the <laughs> cannons are going off. Yeah. Like, are you fucking ready? <laughs> I loved when Brad, we talked a little bit about Brad Lidge, but um, Brad Lidge <laughs> back in the day, I don't know if you remember, but they, it, he was called Lights Out Lidge, and they would turn all the lights out no. in the place. I don't remember that. Uh, when he came out, you know, uh, bullpen pitchers come from the outfield because that's where the bullpen is, and they, okay. they come and they have to walk all the way from the outfield. So as he was walking up, they would turn the uh, lights out, and he would go, here he comes. <laughs> <laughs> Brad lights out Lidge. Oh, like, man. Yeah. And then Lidge would blow it like he always did. <laughs> <laughs> and Pujols would homer over him at the game I was at. And uh, go, oh, cool. Until we went to Philly. I know uh, that much. Yeah, I did really well over there. Yep. I know because my family hates Philadelphia and hates Brad Lidge because he did so well with them. Yep. Yeah, he won the series, right? Yeah. Strikeouts, I right? So. I don't remember. I believe so. Oh. I just remember my brother, one of my brothers, going buck wild. I got a lot of brothers. For the people listening at home, I'm just gonna say my brothers. My, my brothers. <laughs> <laughs> Love my brothers. Um, broadcasting. When it comes to that question, completely opposite. Um, the broadcasters are supposed to, and often get criticized when they don't keep it completely uh, uh, non-biased, unbiased. Um, oh. And if you don't, there's a sports term that I'd like you to take it down because okay. uh, it's a big one for you, a homer. A home now, run? I'm not talking about a home run, no. Uh, if you're called a homer in uh, sports broadcasting, it means that you're secretly trying to like cheer for your home team. Um, even though you're supposed to be an uh, you know unbiased oh. uh, uh, objective party, right? So Bill Simmons, I don't know if you ever heard of Bill Simmons. Yeah, He's, yeah, big sports guy created The Ringer and Grantland back in the day. Wrote the book of basketball. Real big sports personality. He is a Boston Celtics homer. And people get pissed at him because he was working the NBA draft one time. And uh, the Celtics got a pick he really liked. And the camera cut to him. And he was like, yes, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, and then he like, saw the camera and went, ooh. <laughs> uh, I, I just think about the scene in the original Aladdin where the genie says, Javar, Javar, he's our man. If he can't do it, great. Which, um, edit for clips. I'll put it in there. Uh, uh, wow, the genie's being a real homer in yeah, that situation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or um, whoever the Except kid is. Except he's allowed to cheer. It, it would be different if he was the announcer. You're only really a homer if you're. I mean, people. Oh. people basically. What about the guy who calls the Quidditch plays in the Harry Potter books and movies? Oh, yeah. Total homer for Gryffindor. Okay. He's always so pumped when Gryffindor gets it because it's. Uh, what is it, Lee? Yeah, it's Lee. Yeah. Lee always uh, goes nutty over it. Okay. So, right. total homer. Yeah. <laughs> total homer. Okay. 
did you have any other thoughts on that? No, that'd probably be, probably be my answer. I think they can liven up a city unless they're not supposed to. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Uh, second question. What does it take to become an announcer, and how has it changed in the new do-it-yourself internet age of getting noted? So I don't. This is one that I don't know as much about. But I, so I did some research, and basically, uh, and I know some friends too. Uh, announcers are basically just voice talent. It's all it really is. They just have, like Matt Thomas, who was a um, basketball, uh, who was the Rockets announcer for those finals, uh, the you know ninety three, ninety four, ninety four, ninety five uh, title runs, had never been to a basketball game on his first uh, uh, Rockets game he called in wow. the in, you know arena. And basically, like if you're, it's a lot. It's very, it's a very difficult job because you're always on. So they really try to get people who can talk fast, talk clearly, and um, they just have to have some sports acumen. You know what I mean? So that's really what it is. I think it's changed a lot recently because uh, I just saw recently, like on Twitter, people were like posting it underneath sports videos. People will just post their reel of them just doing different things. Uh, I have a friend who's a sportscaster in Austin, and he got like a job in California, and he moved out there. Then he got one back in Austin, so he moved on back. I have another friend who does one for the Virginia Tech Hokies, and she's just kind of a – that's the name of their team. The Hokies? Uh, yes, yeah, the, the Hokies. <laughs> um, and she's just like really worked on uh, – she went to school for it and you know kind of grinded it out. It's kind of like any other sports job where you just kind of start at the bottom and kind of work your way up. That's really interesting to me because – uh, I'm sure you can see the light bulb go off in my head. I don't think I have ever heard uh, a woman's voice in uh, in game or in stadium announcement. The Mets just added the first woman ever to be a uh, PA announcer. I'm talking mostly about sports broadcasting on TV. Okay. Um, PA announcing the. Um, they just hired the first uh, woman for the MLB uh, to the Mets. Uh, cool. In, in, in the last three years. Oh, so mm. is uh, Mrs. Metz on the way? Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Metz got, got a little <laughs> Um Yeah, so I think it's just like any other voice talent. Um, uh, so I should just start, uh, when I'm whenever I'm walking around the streets of Houston, I should just start announcing things in a big baseball way. So yeah. somebody, uh, the owner of the Astros or yeah. whatever, is like, hey, that voice could announce my team. Yeah. Yes, totally. Okay. I think it's a little bit different if you're on broadcast because you also have to have you know, some on-air personality type yeah. things to go. But if you're just a voice in the, you know, stadium, you just, you just go for it. You know, um, okay. the virality of it, I think, could help certain people. I've seen some people that have, like, just clips they put together of themselves just, you know, interviewing a baseball player or something and, like, submitting it. And you're kind of like, oh, I hope it works out for you, buddy. Okay. So I've got to do that to get on ESPN. Do you now want to be a broadcaster? You said talking head before. Oh, what? What's the difference? <laughs> That's in a different episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I, I've just seen this show where it's like uh, it's four panels. Yeah. And there's some around knucklehead the who has, has a chalkboard behind him. Around the horn. Yeah. Around the horn. Yes. What's that? Uh, basically, those are four talk, you know, talking heads that just they put up a uh, different sports topic and the host gives them points for good points they make or deducts points for bad points they make and they have a winner every time. I like that concept. I know. You'd be really, you would love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's pretty fun. Yeah. One of my brothers hates that show. <laughs> really? Yeah. It can be annoying. <laughs> Every show has a weird runtime. I used to love PTI, which is part of the interruption. And um, then I got really sick of uh, Mike Wilbaugh. And there we go. All right. I don't know <laughs> who that is. He might be your colleague one day. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. I hope so. It's the ESPN show. Um, okay. Next question. 
What do local announcers bring to the table that sets them apart from national announcers? And we kind of already touched on this. Yeah, I don't have as much to say about this as much as that the local, like I said before, the local ones are your guy, right? Uh, national announcers, they'll like you know, different sports have different contracts with different you know events. So like, the Western Conference Finals will be on TNT, and the you know Eastern Conference Finals will be on ESPN, or vice versa, and they'll flip. You're that. already saying things in like future episodes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like so, like TNT. The, yeah, what is that, <laughs> Mr. Turner? <laughs> so they just never know. You never know who you're gonna get with a nationally broadcast game. Okay. Um, but if you watch like TV, like you would be like, oh, Craig Ackerman. Like I know Craig Ackerman. I, you know. I've always had Craig Ackerman to listen to, or, you know, um, uh, Worrell, Ch- uh, Chuck Worrell. He would always do the Rockets games with Calvin Murphy when I was a kid, and, like, I loved those two. And then Calvin Murphy touched some girls, and that wasn't cool, so he got let go. Um, but <laughs> at the time, <laughs> it was a nice memory. <laughs> so that's what's – so local announcing feels like when I put on a local station and I watch the Rockets, especially as a kid, in my kitchen – I always watched it in my kitchen when I ate dinner, and it was on this little TV, like, you know, like six like, – like a six – you know, maybe maybe 12-inch TV. And I would put it on, and it would be like this little thing, and they would be the same voices every time, which would be nice. And then, and, you know, nationally televised game is you'd think, oh, the announcers might be so – step up their stuff. But a lot of times, they might not know the story of that team. And so, like, the Rockets guys are like, oh, my God, you know, Capella's been struggling for the last week. You know, and then the national guys are like Capello has been great. You know what I mean? Oh, he's a great player. And you're like, yeah, but you only know that because you hear, you know, you look at the stats every now and then for this team. You hear the headlines, you read the reports, but oh. you don't know the day to day stuff like the guys, the local guys do. Um, okay. So the national and the national guys also can't have any bias. The Rockets announcers, when they're announcing a Rockets game, are going to celebrate real crazy like when the Rockets do well. And when they're not, they're going to be like, dude, get it going. You know what I mean? Which yeah. is like kind of a cool because like sometimes when you stream it online illegally, sorry, um, <laughs> you like uh, what? Sometimes I'll have to like stream a Thunder version of a Rockets Thunder game. So I'll listen to the OKC guys and they're just announcing you know, they're biased for their team. And anytime we do anything well, they're, like, upset about it. <laughs> and, so, like, and so, like, that's kind of cool, too. I think that's, like, a cool thing that you don't get in a nationally televised game because everybody has to be so middle of the road, even though they're not. And that time that they're not is, I mean, it's good that they are not. Like, they shouldn't be. Like, and when they are, those are kind of one of your questions later you're about to ask me. That's, um, <laughs> that's where that comes in. Okay. People get pissed when people have, like, favorites. Uh, when they're listening to a nationally televised game. You know what I mean? All right. And you only have a few nationally televised games a year, so. Cool. Well, and, uh, next question here is, are there any notorious or controversial announcers? So, notorious and controversial like, announcers. like, bad boys. Yes. Mostly they get kicked out. Oh, um, which is, <laughs> I didn't know of that bad boys. Yeah. Um, so, you know, like Don Imus, I'm sure you've heard of. Yeah. Nappy headed hose. You know that one. Um, that guy. But like a lot of these guys get like kind of let go pretty quickly, which is like good. Um, some of them don't until they do something real bad. And then they do. And that kind of, you know, is like something that you have to deal with. But it's a um, it's like. I don't know. Usually they get that rid of that really quickly. Um, notorious things that usually happen, honestly, usually revolve around racism. Um, like uh, Rush Limbaugh used to be an NFL guy. And he s- said that Donovan McNabb, who was a black quarterback, um, was you know genetically superior. They're bred for this. 
like talked about all that Ugh. stuff, and then he got let go, and he was like, "What I say?" You know what I mean? <laughs> and um, uh, Steve Lyons, also known as the Psycho, uh, was a guy that commentated, uh, I think, in Boston. Um, yeah, if I remember correctly. Anyways, I just remember he said a thing where he was like, basically Lou Pinella was a manager at the time and talked about um, one of the Hispanic players, and he was just like, he's on fuego, no frio, you know what I mean? And then everybody laughed because like, and then Steve Lyons was like, oh, he's oblying Espanol over there, you know, I better watch my wallet. He said, um, what the fuck? Here's the thing. Because it's sports broadcasting, you talk for three hours at a time. If you're racist, it's going to come out. <laughs> you, know <what> I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? There's no editing. It's like yeah. it's live, and so you're going you're gonna to get stuff. I've pulled together some clips, actually, to show you. Oh, of, okay. Of some, uh, not those moments, but okay, great. More, uh, lighter moments of, of announcers just completely oh. messing up. Oh, okay. So this isn't like casual racism. No, this is more right. like people. Well, some of this isn't great, but it's more people. People just allowing their um, human nature to take over in the heat of a moment. Again, if you are a sports broadcaster and announcer, you are talking a minor limit. He passes to him. He passes to him. He takes the shot. He takes it back. Takes it back. Oh, I don't like Mexicans. You know, like and <laughs> might come out. if you're racist, <laughs> that's going to come out. You know okay. what I mean? All so right. here is a Phoenix uh, LA uh, Laker game from uh, 2009, I believe, courtesy of ESPN. This one's just silly. 35 LA. Now Nash to Gortat. And he drives to the bucket. <laughs> he accidentally said fuck it instead of bucket. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> no one's mad at that guy. Okay, all right. All right, cool, cool. So, you know, nobody's like going to be like upset at that guy necessarily. Uh, this guy got fired for sure because uh, you can't say this. Uh, I'm going to pull it up. Uh, basically, this was an ESPNU uh, televised college game. Um, and basically, this is not like the fun uh, one we talked about before that just happened. Uh, th- but it's very funny. I remember when it came out, uh, I laughed really hard of it, and I thought about the like, kind of like implications, and yes, he should have got fired. And I'm out there with my kids working on catching the football. They want to use their body. It's just a natural instinct as a human being, but you've got to learn to be able to put the ball in your hands. Your hands are what makes it possible. Your shoulder pads are hard to stiff. Your hands are, are, are tender, and they can move and caress the ball <laughs> that's that's kind of that's kind of gay but hey, close four it's down yeah. and nine. Oh man <laughs> yeah man because when uh, <laughs> the best the best is that re like re like trying to get back on track Fourth down. What's <laughs> <laughs> nuts is that when I was hearing that clip and you told me, like, he got fired, he's like, and then he caressed the ball. I was like, well, I guess you can't. And then the gay thing was like, oh, that guy got fired. Yeah. <laughs> not the other one. You can't say that. No, you can't. <laughs> you can't do that. Yeah. Also, um, not only gay people caress balls. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> um, so that's like kind of the uh, harmful side of it, and then okay. back to the harmless side of it. Uh, you, uh, you know, you specifically requested this clip, so I'm going to play it for Hell you. Hell yeah! <laughs> I think I know <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a lovely boy. <laughs> it's a lovely boy. Who got a little tongue tied. I <laughs> didn't quite know what to say about an Indiana Pacers game. The Indiana Pacers are looking for a measure of revenge tonight against the New Jersey Nets and to strengthen their playoff hopes. The Nets won the last Sunday's matchup 94-85, to which left the Pacers one game behind the Chicago 
in the seventh series spot. Let's check out the highlights. <laughs> Steven Jackson's David. <laughs> This is not us, this is the clip. <laughs> Reggie Miller's looking good. He shoots a three. <laughs> Reggie Miller's and it's good. It's coming. <laughs> oh my god. Later he gets the rebound, passes it to the man, shoots it, and boom goes the dynamite. Yeah! yeah there it was! <laughs> yeah, so there is the notorious side for being. Like, there's two types of notorious. One, I mean, there's three, really. One is you're awful and you get let go. One is you made a mistake. And the other one is that people just don't like you. There are tons of um, announcers that people like are like, oh, my God, Reggie Miller's doing the color commentary on this. I hate him. Like, because he just. Reggie Miller. Reggie Miller. They just showed him in the clip we just listened that to. Him? That was him shooting the ball. Oh, okay. <laughs> he was a former NBA player who they love to get. And he was do he does color commentary and uh, like he always just says stuff like he always goes like you this is unbelievable or you've got to be kidding me and he doesn't really apply any like thing <laughs> beyond that this is awful <laughs> like and he just makes huge claims that's the other thing is people just make huge claims I don't know I hate watching Kevin McHale he was a Rockets coach and now he does commentary on Rockets games sometimes and like he obviously hates them because they fired him and stuff and so <laughs> you know it's just because James Harden got him fired well it's, well well yeah, look yeah. who it is yeah. Jimmy Harden yeah. <laughs> Jimmy <laughs> Nice. Hey, Jabba. Nice to see you, bud. Remember I called you fat, and I was kind of right. And now you're skinnier. Could have done that with me here. <laughs> if I hadn't said it, you would have been pounding around. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there's different ways to become notorious. Like Troy Aikman, he sucks at doing – Like Again, former players, they automatically are like, well, they played the game. Most people that talk about it. Troy Aikman will be like – Oh, man, you know, th throw the ball to him. You know, he'll catch it. That'll be, you know, a touchdown. <laughs> hey, sounds like he knows as much as I do. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm on my way. <laughs> <laughs> You're almost there, buddy. Who, who's the best athlete that uh, turned into an announcer? Yo, it's a new one, so time will tell. But I think this would very much interest you. Tony Romo. Now, Tony Romo, former Dallas uh, Cowboys quarterback, became the vo uh, became a uh, CBS commentator two years ago. Okay. In that, maybe even just a year ago. I don't know. It feels like he's been here forever. Because what he'll do, it's the coolest thing I've never seen anyone do. it. I've seen people attempt to do it, but they always get it wrong. Tony Romo knows the game of football so well that he will look at the formation that's in front of him on the play. He will predict what play they're about to run. Whoa. They'll and he'll say whether it will be successful or not, and he'll get it right oh. all the time. Wow. And it's sick as shit. <laughs> 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 it is so dope. He'll be like, oh, lined up, you know, in a uh, I formation, you know, guy on the left, you know, uh, you know, slot receiver. You know, they're gonna run a, run to the left here. Not gonna work. Gonna get stuffed up by the defense. The defensive tackle's gonna get him. Instantly happens. Holy shit. Every time. That's amazing. It's so sick. <laughs> and Troy Aikman, a way better and way more, um, you know, awarded uh, quarterback for the exact same team he played for, can't do that shit. He's a big country bumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> well, good for Tony Romo, man. I, I, I mean, should I be saying that? I think my stepdad fucking hates I them. hate the Cowboys so much. 
Everyone hated Tony Romo. He was like, he's one of the, we can get into a whole, I, I want to do an episode. Yeah, especially Nick Lachey. <laughs> yeah, really. Like, Good, Jessica. <laughs> I really want to get into an uh, episode just called Fuck Ups. Of like <laughs> the, biggest, the biggest sports fuck ups of all time. Can, Romo is one of the biggest fuck ups what? ever. Can you touch on that a little bit? He had a, he just had a million fuck up moments to end the season. His biggest one ever was they needed a field goal to win. Um, he came in as a kind of like lap of victory. They put him in as the place kick, uh, kick holder, uh, which usually the backup quarterback or like a guy sp- assigned to that will do. Usually, the r- usual reason why you do that is so that if they snap the ball to you, you put it up for the kick and then you take it out for a fake. You can throw it because you're the quarterback. Um, but he goes in there. Uh, I think it was a divisional round playoffs. They fought their way to get in. Um, they snap it to him. He puts the hold down. He fumbles it on the way. He takes the ball and he tries to run in for a touchdown. And he gets sacked. And the game's over and they lose. And he did that like a couple of times. Ouch! Yeah, and so he never got to a Super Bowl. Never. Got, I don't think he ever got to a conference uh, championship. Man, I mean, obviously we'll touch upon that in uh, future episodes. But yeah. is that really what it's all about? Yeah, it really is. Okay. More and more nowadays, the big thing is if you haven't won a championship, you're nothing. So like Chris Harden and CP3 this week are like kind of like in a feud. Like a Yahoo reporter wrote an article saying they're feuding. They both said it's not true, but everybody's like, oh, they're feuding. And both of them are just getting roasted because they're like, ha ha, we knew neither of you would ever win a ring. You know, you'll never get a ring. It's all about ranks, 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 ranks. Where's your ranks? Um, and that's the big thing is if you don't not have a ring, you are nothing. Like you are like like Jeremy Lin just got a ring. And everybody was saying like making memes about him being better than Chris Paul. Like just cause, like he has a ring and like it's the it's the way of the future. Like if you watch. Uh, inside the NBA with Shaq and Charles Barkley. That's all Shaq ever says to Charles Barkley. You're like, where's the rings, Chuck? You're like, <laughs> you, you, you wouldn't know about getting one of these. That's a good Shaq. <laughs> Barbecue chicken alert. Hey, I'm excited about myself. <laughs> I've never tried that. Good Shaq. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Kenny. Um, okay, Kenny. How'd you Charles okay, Barkley? Kenny. That's just terrible. No, awful. <laughs> so bad. So bad. Um, oh, wait. I do have an impression if you want to hear it. Yeah. Um, this is uh, uh, Charles Barkley in line at McDonald's while also listening to his friend tell a really sad story about his friend's mom. Well, that's terrible, Ernie. Let me get a McPick, too. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen, now that we're on the topic of broadcasting, I've seen Charles Barkley do broadcasting and get pranked. Yes. He, he, he was doing broadcasting, I, I, I believe, some college broadcasting network, and someone messed with the teleprompter. So oh, yeah. And he's I'm like, a I'm a dumbass. Yeah. And he just went like, oh, no, oh. That was not a college thing. That was where he worked. That was TNT. <laughs> did they prank him? Yeah. One time he was talking about eating churros, and like the way he did it almost looked like he was sucking or like jacking off a dick. And they kept, <laughs> and they kept being like, how do you eat those churros again? And he would go like. <laughs> and like they would all be like, and like everybody was just laughing at him, and they're like, "Do it again for us, Chuck." And he's like, <laughs> he's like "What if we have two churros?" And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> "I mean, we can get." I, I want to do an entire episode on sports media uh, because Inside the NBA is the best sports themed show out there right now. Okay. It is incredible because they'll just like openly hate on each other, and like you think they're gonna fight sometimes, and it's so fun. Um, and one time, so the best example I can give you is that. Um, one time, uh, Shaq was like lighting a Christmas tree or something, and Kenny 
uh, Smith, who was a rocket who won the two championships, was, just pushes him into the Christmas tree, <laughs> and he falls. Oh, no, they made the whole thing fall down on top of him. <laughs> and so he's underneath an, an entire 10-foot Christmas tree or whatever. Oh, my God. And he just gets up, uh, and he just, like, so mad. three feet on him. And he gets up, he's so mad. Another time, he, Kenny the Jet Smith, always runs to the backboard to, like, point to stuff, and he always goes, like, here we go, and he, like, runs back there, and the camera follows him. And Shaq always, like, tries to, like, beat him over there and, like, starts to run with him. One time, Shaq had his foot caught in a wire underneath his desk. And he gets up to the room and he just, like, completely eats it. And he's seven foot three, So when he eats it, it's, like, huge. Everybody's laughing at him. And all he can say is, okay, Kenny. Okay. <laughs> and Kenny's like, I didn't do that. He goes, okay, Kenny. All right. Okay, Kenny. And, Ken, like, everyone's just laughing at him. But, like, Shaq is, like, I know everything about Shaq because he's just, he wears his, like, personality on his sleeve and he pretends yeah. he doesn't. But he's, like, he's so insecure about so many things. Wow. And so, like, if anything like that happens, he has to, like, he can never go like, you got me. I look like an idiot. Wow. He's just really? like, okay, Kenny, I'll get you back, Kenny. Because I've seen a Kevin Hart special where Kevin Hart's making fun oh, of him. Oh, he's and so Jack cool that like, way. Oh, oh yes, yeah. totally, because he's not in the conversation. Ah. Uh, <laughs> Kevin the, Hart will never have a ring, so he, he, he can't even lure yeah, that over. Yeah, if he's in the conversation with you, it always seems like – like I, he was just on um, uh, First Things First on FS1, and Chris Carter – uh, was talking to him, and Chris Carter made one joke at him, and he went, all right, all right, that's 1-0, okay. And then <laughs> he made another joke back at him, and he goes, 1-1, one 1-1. One, one one. And Chris Carter's like, yeah, yeah, man. And then, like, right afterwards, he says another thing, he goes, 2-1, one, I win. <laughs> cool. Yeah, Shaq's the man. <laughs> I love Shaq so much. I definitely want to do an episode on Charles Barkley, because yeah. – I, I grew up, I, of course I've seen Space Jam. Yes. And I saw Charles Barkley in it, and I was like, he must be cool. Can I play with y'all? <laughs> you just a wannabe. Be gone. <laughs> wannabe. Be gone. Is that a I got a basketball jump. This is when he plays all the kids, and he has his powers taken away, and the kids kick oh, his that's ass. that's right, that's right. <laughs> and it's shot like a 1920s noir. And it's like, <laughs> he's like so sad. <laughs> I just remember seeing that and thinking like, oh, because uh, I remember him, Larry Bird, <laughs> Michael Jordan, Bugs Mosby? Bugs Bunny? No, not <laughs> Mugsy Bugs. 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 Yeah, Bugsy Bugs. <laughs> Bugs Mosby. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> All, right. All right. All right. Oh and one. Oh and one. All right. You got me. <laughs> okay, Keeney. Okay, Cody. <laughs> okay, Cody. Oh, um, anyway, so I saw that, and then fast forward to college, and I'm just hearing everyone make fun of Charles Barkley, like mm-hmm. stuff like the Churro story or saying, I'm a dumbass. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know what happened. Do you know the big old San Antonio women thing? No. It's the best thing in the world. Like, it's awful. But Ch- Char- Charles will just – Charles one time said, like, they got some big old woman down in San Antonio. <laughs> and, like, he always just says it anytime they talk about San Antonio. And Shaq – like, loves it so much that he'll just be like, they'll be talking about the Spurs, and he'll just go, hey, how about the women over there in, uh, <laughs> in, in San Antonio? And go, they have big women. And, like, they'll just, like, he'll just be like, Victoria is really a secret to them. And, like, they just makes, like, joke after joke about how big they are. So, like, the city of San Antonio, like, made a video with all these beautiful women and oh the mayor God. being like, no, we're not. Don't talk about us like that. And John's like, I'm sorry. And then did it, like, a week later. I am sorry if neither I'm, one of those are appropriate. <laughs> I am so sorry if I'm affecting a um, like uh, speech while I'm doing Charles Barkley, but it's very hard not to when you talk about Shaq or Charles Barkley. <laughs> I just love San Antonio being very fat phobic in their response. Yeah, <laughs> like, hey, fuck you. Yeah, we got hot ones. It was really like, oh, 
am I fat? Like, it was like, like that was the response, like some hot lady. Oh, God. And, like, of course, Charles Barkley was like, yeah, you found 12 of them. <laughs> Go down that river walk. <laughs> cool. Yeah. No, not always the best. Okay. Um, I got one more question for you. All right. Let's <laughs> hit it. Kind of went off on We've that. Co- um, a lot. Are there any big announcers who have achieved cult status? Yes. All right. I want to highlight uh, a few. Um, uh, I think the biggest way it's th- so much of this is a gimmick in a way. A lot of it's great reporting, hard nosed stuff, but a lot of it's a gimmick. And what you're going to remember the most about someone could be their catchphrase, could be the big moment they commented on. So, you know, you think about somebody like Al Michaels. Now, do you know who Al Michaels is? No. Now, do you know this? Do you believe in miracles? Yes! May, uh... Miracle on Ice, USA, USSR. Hell yeah. I love that movie. Yeah. Kurt Russell. It's called Miracle because he said it. Oh, okay. He's, uh, they're going down. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! He called it. And um, that's how it got n- named. It, it, like, I literally listened to it recently, and it, like, put, it was like chilling. Um, I think I have the clip. Let me see if I do. Okay. You've got 10 seconds. The countdown going on right now. Morrow up to Schultz. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Damn. Gives me chills. Every time it gives me chills. That's that's an incredible piece of sports history. I can't wait to do sports movies, especially Miracle. I've seen Miracle a lot. Really? I have. It's kind, of, it's kind of like a one that's not discussed much. My, well, I love it because, okay, so my stepdad looks just like Kurt Russell. Yes. Me. So Kurt Russell movies I always really enjoyed. Yeah. Uh, and I saw Miracle. And I also grew up in a house where, like, we were still scared of the Soviets in a post-9-11 world in our oh, house. Sure. So I, I watched Miracle, and I'm like, yeah, fuck you, Ruskies. Yeah, yeah we got them. Red Dawn, Miracle, like all those movies were big. And I just love that, that scene where Kurt Russell's making him go back and forth on the rink, and he's making him do, I, I guess, laps. I yeah. don't know what to call him. And he's just like, coach, I play for the American Olympic team. And he's like, okay, you can go home, or whatever he says. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, Oh, yeah. Nope. You play for America, man. <laughs> Act like it. <laughs> uh, my next would be Bill Walton. Now, Bill Walton is not a good commentator at oh. all. Uh, but he is probably the most Twitter discussed about a lot of times. I'm writing him down. Um, he was a... Um, I should have written all these fucking names down. <laughs> I just want to look up... <laughs> now that I'm allowed to research these <laughs> yeah, people, I just want to learn everything. Um, he was a... Uh, uh, Trailblazer and a Celtic, and he won championships with both back in the seventies. Trailblazer and 80s. is Portland, Portland, Portland Trailblazers and Boston Celtics. Yes. Okay. Now he is now a commentator for college basketball, and most times he does it, he is completely out to lunch. Um, he is <laughs> insane. He talks about <laughs> terrible things, and I have a little compilation here, but we'll just watch like a few seconds. Of okay, it. Bill um, Walton. But the first thing here, he just has a Glockenspiel in his hand. <laughs> okay. This is called a Glockenspiel. Okay. Made famous. The German name. You broke it. No, I didn't break it. It comes apart like that. That's how you transport it. You no, it I went dirt. to Temecula and brought you some dirt. Yeah. And this is how you use this dirt. No, See, like don't, you, don't. You do it like this. You get it. No, you sort no. of rub it on. You get it. And then you just sort of, okay, now I'm ready to go. This is the day that we thank Michelangelo. Michelangelo, this is the day he died in 1564. Oh, my gosh. Michelangelo, thank you so much. 
Sports Center's up next here on ESPN. Have you ever been to a volcano? The holiday season, I brought you a special uh, gift here. Now, this is not from the park. You can't do that. I brought this from my hotel room. You know, this I, has termites, I, right, these things? No, I've been traveling, and uh, so I, I was late. So this is for you. So this is a sacred piece of art. With termites History. and scorpions. You know no, that, right? no, 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 no. This is. You sure the one by your thumb there isn't a scorpion? No, that is my thumb. Charles Darwin, who came up with so many different scientific theories. And he went to the Galapagos. We went down there. We followed his who's journey. We? Who, who's we? Who is that? Well, inside the highlighted circle, that's me on the left. And then it's my younger brother, Andy, on the right. Wait, did he say that he hung out with Charles, Charles Darwin? Darwin. Yeah. Are he, what? Now that's <laughs> sick as shit, right? And people get pissed that it comes up during a basketball game. I love it. <laughs> like he just brings a huge giant plant from the desert into the thing. It's just like here's here it goes. And the best part of it, he doesn't play any of it funny. Like he doesn't find he doesn't find anything he does humorous. He takes out a jar of dirt and he rubs it all over himself. The guy's like. Oh, you know, kind of, kind of weird doing that. And he goes, "No, it's good for you." You know, what I mean? <laughs> he's just totally out to lunch. So, um, okay, he's great. Um, there's uh, another ones that like I won't really talk about, but Chris Berman is like not a good commentator, but he's like the guy who made, made up stuff like going. Or he goes, uh, <laughs> "There's two things he did. He was he's the guy who did like the fifty, the forty, the thirty, the twenty, the ten touchdown. That okay. was him. That was a big one. Uh, he he was mostly a football guy. He hosted Monday Night Football Countdown, uh, and he would like kind of rank all the teams and stuff. And um, he but he did baseball for a while, and his catchphrase in baseball was whenever they hit a home run before it was going out of the party, go back, 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 as it was going back. Yeah. Back, 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 it's gone. Man, that sounds like Matrix Mac. Yeah, back, back, back. Dwayne Kuyper, back in the day, or Kuyper, I never knew how to pronounce it, but back in the day, he was the guy in baseball who invented, and it is out of here! Ah. Like, a lot of these things that we just, like, think of, like, going, going, gone! Like, okay. th those are, like, people. Who did? Let's them. get ready to rumble! God, I'm going to get roasted for not knowing this. Um, yes, drag him. Please do. Okay, uh, Cody. <laughs> okay, Cody. Um, it was, uh, it's going to hit me like a ton of bricks. So let's, <laughs> let's get ready to rumble, guys. Look at that comes up. It's it's it. Michael Buffer. Oh, okay. Duh. He's the guy. He still does it for like, uh, you know, UFC and everything. Okay. Let's get ready. I'm mean, not UFC. Uh, I also would have accepted David Arquette. Yes. <laughs> Was it ready to rumble? Yes, of course. <laughs> no, I get it. Yeah. Okay. Good. Um, good. 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 And uh, Howard Cosell was always a famous guy. Uh, down goes Frazier. Down goes Frazier for uh, the Ollie uh, Frazier fight. Okay. Um, that's a big one. And my man, my favorite in the game. He's gotten rusty in recent years. Uh, but uh, Mike Breen, baby. Mike Breen is a, a big uh, ESPN basketball announcer. Okay. Play-by-play uh, -play guy who just, you feel so amped anything he's talking about. This is one of the biggest moments in NBA Finals history I'm about to show you and one of his most famous calls. This is Game 6 of the 2012 NBA Finals. Uh, Heat versus the uh, Spurs. This is uh, uh, LeBron James, the Heatles, they called him. LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, right? Okay. Uh, versus Tim Duncan, you know, uh, Tony Parker, Monte Ginobili, the... The Spurs, the Spurs, right? Um, this is game six. The Spurs had such a lead uh, with uh, so little time left that they had already brought out the little tape they put around the arena so fans can't get in for this championship celebration. Gotcha. Uh, the Spurs are up three to two. All they need is one game to win. They are up by enough 
that they think it's going to, you know, happen, okay. right? Um, but history had other ideas. So this, what you're about to see is a, uh, with 19.4 seconds left in the game, Heat have the ball. Here's what you're about to see happens. He calls it perfectly, and it's just this fiery passion he has to see good basketball that always wins out. So here's Mike Breen calling uh, the Ray Allen three uh, in game six. Okay. Should the Spurs foul? Should Miami go for the three right away? Just attack the basket. James catches, puts up the three. Won't go. Rebound box. Back out to Allen. His three-pointer. Bang! Tie game with five seconds remaining. Spurs do not have a timeout. Holy shit. Bang! That's the Mike Breen way, baby. Bang. Bang. That's what he says. Okay. It's up. Bang! It's it's great every time. All right. It's so fun. The way he calls it, too. Like, that's an iconic thing now. You know, it's three. No no good. Bosh, rebound. Out to Allen. Bang! His shot. Bang! Like, it's just, I can't even do it. It's like, it's just an iconic way to say bang, man. Um, It's just, it's (laughs) like this part right here is like literally people will post this in message board. They won that series. It was three to two. That was the deciding. That's one of the biggest shots in NBA history. If you saw LeBron James missed a three, uh, Chris Bosh barely gets the rebound. Like he has like fight for it. If you watch right here, Ray Allen is like falling. Like Chris, LeBron takes the shot. Chris Bosh barely gets the rebound. He's running backwards. Wow. <laughs> Man, it's incredible. It's incredible. And the Heat won that series, right? Won, they won that they went to they forced it to overtime on that shot. Wow. They won overtime. And then by that point they had sucked all of the Spurs' mojo. It was done. Oh, they killed shit. them in game seven. Killed them. Wow. Yeah. No wonder all my San Antonio friends hate like, <laughs> ever, that okay. Because yeah. one of the things we talked about when we were putting this uh, show together is I said out loud like, I don't like LeBron. You're like, why? <laughs> yeah. like, uh I don't I don't know. I don't know why I don't like him. Yeah. I think I'm supposed to, right? And you're like, it's stupid. He's good. Yeah. He's a great person is the bigger thing of anything. He's like. Oh, we're going to do an episode on LeBron. We have to. You want to do a whole episode on, what was it, the decision? I could do an entire one on the decision and the ramifications of it. But I think LeBron as a whole is something that could be condensed into an hour, hour 15. And it's just so infinitely interesting. You haven't even, we haven't even done that episode. And that one night we had the conversation about LeBron James was like, all right. Yeah. I like them. It's incredible. Okay. Uh, Connor, your questions are done, but it's now it's uh, a little segment of the show where I get on my soapbox and I give a little story. Okay. Uh, so this is Cody's soapbox story. Okay. Let's hear it. The year. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Let me get some water. The, the year is 2008. The setting is uh, then called Reliance Stadium, now known as NRG. Uh, and this is where the Texans play. Mm-hmm. It is a Texans-Titans game. Uh, we, me, me and my friend Chris Redziki are um, – uh, we are very close to the field on the opponent's side of the field, so we're all beh- we're right behind the Titans. And we thought – we were like 16 at the time, so we are yelling at the Titans, <laughs> and we are having so much fun making fun of their names and their numbers. <laughs> um, <laughs> number two, yeah, that's what you play like. Uh, <laughs> things of that nature. Um, Looking at your parents to see if it's that, yeah, that's okay so, to say. Um, my mom was like, a, like just like uh, either uh, on her right. s- asleep or on her phone. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
we um, we are down, and at one point we we're, we're so close to the field that we can see the uh, commentators. And at this point, Stuart Scott is a commentator. Now I don't know if you know who Stuart, Stuart Scott is. I don't. One of the most reputable um, uh, sports broadcasters of all time. Um, an incredibly good person, an incredibly uh, great at what he did. Just a great guy, and we just wanted to fuck with him. Um, and <laughs> so, for some reason, we started it. I remember that very distinctly. We were just like, Stuart! Stuart! And he had his back to us because he was watching the game. And he was on the field, maybe 20 yards away from us, maybe 15. And we were just like, Stuart! Stuart! And this one guy in front of us, and I'll never know his name, but I'll never forget him, started to go, Stuart! Scott! <laughs> in that exact intonation. I will not kid you, half of our section by the end of it was going, Stuart Scott, the exact <laughs> same way. And we just wanted to look around so bad. We were like, turn around, Stu. And like, we were just like yelling at him. <laughs> and like everybody, people at first thought we were funny. Then they joined in. And once that one guy was kind of our ringleader, we all just banded together to get this guy to turn around and look at us. Yeah. He finally did. And he gave us such a look of disdain. I will oh. never forget it. He was not into it. He was not happy about it. And this, mind you, this was after maybe the 17th time of at least 35 people in unison, yelling the same thing from 15 yards away from him. He heard us the whole time. <laughs> I think he just thought, maybe I'll like turn around. Like, but it wasn't a turn around in a way. It wasn't a turn around thing. It was like, ugh. He looked at us. Stuart Scott uh, passed away a few years ago um, from uh, untimely cancer. Wow. Really bad stuff. Yeah, if you have a chance to watch, this is for the p- people listening. If you have a chance to watch his ESPYs uh, appreciation speech where he talks about his life and his journey. And... Um, uh, his daughter came up on stage. It is, it'll make you cry. It is such a great thing about the human condition and what people can do. And he is a wonderful man. And to Stuart Scott, uh, if you can hear this, I am very sorry for what we did. <laughs> um, I, 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 you were just trying to do your job. And that's all I can ever think of when I think of you is that I did that. So sorry, Stu. R.I.P. We love you. Oh, man. That was really touching. Uh, that's my story. That's good. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, okay, now we got to go into uh, our next segment here, which, uh, well, do you want to go ahead and announce yeah, it? Yeah, I will. Uh, Connor, you have gotten some information today. I have. Right? Uh, mm-hmm. how, how, how much do you feel like you know about kind of broadcasting announcing now? Um, I've, I, I'll be honest, like, there were some names that you were dropping. Like, if somebody definitely wanted to gatekeep or test my knowledge, they could figure it out real quick. Sure. Um, I but you, get, but you get the importance a little bit better. You get kind of the flavor a little bit better. I think I would be able to, like, without having to deal with names, I think I could tell you uh, or at least convince somebody that I knew if they were doing a good job or not. Great. Well, now is the portion where uh, it's the testing portion. I'm going to test your knowledge and make sure you learn today. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, basically, what's going to happen is I'm going to call uh, a fake game. Uh, and you're going to be my color commentator. I'm your color commentator. <laughs> yes. Okay. All so, right. uh, and also, you might be my sideline uh, commentator. Okay. I might ask to go talk to you down on the field. Okay. Now, I'm going to tell you something that happened, and you are going to, uh, we're going to say we're at a Rockets game, okay? Okay. Uh, we're going to say it's Rockets versus Jazz. Okay. Oh, Utah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Racists. Yeah, uh, so, yeah, I know that. <laughs> if there's one thing I know about sports, it's who's fucking up in terms of social justice. Because I, I, one of my brothers, he'll know when I call him. Uh, I, I call him like, hey, man, 
why is Rice doing that stuff? And he's like, man, I don't want to talk to you about this stuff. I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> Ray Rice sucks. Let's talk about him. <laughs> he's a bad guy. So uh, I will uh, play just a broadcaster. You'll play my color commentator. Okay. Um, here we go. Ready? All right. Chip Biff here in the booth along with Dave Splart. Dave, how you doing? I'm doing good, Chip. <laughs> Having fun watching the game. Me too. Now uh, Harden takes the ball up, passes into Clint Capella. Clint with a pump fake, dribble drive, and dunk. A big dunk there. Uh, what, what do we know about Clint? Uh, what? <laughs> uh, not much. It's my first day on the job. <laughs> I haven't really gotten to know much about the Rockets. Uh, I can tell you, that was a, quite an impressive play. Haven't seen anything like it because it's my first day on the job. All right, Donovan Mitchell on the other side. Into Rudy Gobert. Fake pump back out to Donovan Mitchell. It's up. It's three. It's good. Oh, he deserves it. He's been working real hard on his three-pointers <laughs> all season. <laughs> Why are you laughing at me? Oh, not Ch Chip. Chip? <laughs> Wait, are you Chip or am I Chip? I'm Chip. I was reminding you my name. <laughs> and I'm Doug, right? God, you know, usually, uh, you know, Rudy Gobert, more known for his defensive side, but you told me recently you've been working on his offense in the post a lot more. Good for him. <laughs> we're going to go down to the sideline now. <laughs> okay, hang uh, on. Let me get out of my seat. <laughs> no, no, we have to the side. No, we have to the Oh, okay. Dave, All right. I'm coming back. Sorry. We have a sideline reporter. It's my first day. I forgot. Uh, we have Leo Ponch down on the sidelines uh, talking to Mike D'Antoni, the coach of the Rockets. Uh, Leo, how you doing down there? I'm doing good, Chip. How are you doing <laughs> up there? Good. I, I know How's Doug doing on his first day? <laughs> it's Dave, and he's doing well. <laughs> oh, crap. I ain't too good at knowing names. <laughs> well, hopefully you know the name. Mike D'Antoni, coach of the Rockets, and you got, I know you got a couple of questions to ask him. I do. I do. <laughs> Great. Hi there. How's it going? Hey, Coach D'Antoni. Thanks yeah. a lot for uh Sorry, I forget we yell during these things because it's loud in here. Oh, thanks, Coach. <laughs> All right, listen, uh, Coach D'Antoni, uh, we saw some three-pointers just now. How did you come up with that? Well, it's uh, kind of the way my system works. You know, we take a lot of threes or we drive. We don't really shoot a lot of mid-range. Uh, we usually try to get the ball up and down the court, hit the three, hit the D, get uh, some good players. That's kind of what we're built for, you know. We take the most threes in the league by a wide margin. Oh, that's great. Now, what was the plan that you guys had uh, in the, uh, the last quarter that we just had? Whichever uh, one it is. Are we at halftime? Uh, we're at halftime right now, yes. Traditionally, when you would talk to me, uh, we tried our best. <laughs> <laughs> oh, whoops. Uh, we knew Mitchell's a, a very, um, you know, important player. We got to make sure we lock him down. But also, you know, we got to protect the paint. They got favors. They got Gobert. They're going to get in there. They're going to put some work in. So I'm really excited with Peach and how he's done. Um, uh, what do you think of Peach? Love him. <laughs> yep, me too. Uh, <laughs> hey, listen, uh, Coach, one last thing. All right, we have a new color commentator up in the stand. Uh, his name's Dave. Do you have any uh, words of advice for him? Uh, Dave, get out there, put the work in. Uh, real team effort, real, real big, uh, you know, respect. Uh, Got to get him. Ah, love, <laughs> love the very hyper specific answer that coaches always give. You know, first in the gym, last out. <laughs> Connor, you passed. Yes, <laughs> you've acquired one knowledge of sports. <laughs> I'm coming for you, ESPN. I'm on my way. Connor, I'm very proud of you. You did a great job today. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. I was kind of panicking. Yeah, you did a really bad job. Uh, <laughs> I thought you might make up some things and at least try to act like you belong there, but instead your two characters quickly let it know to everyone else they don't know what they're talking about. But they sounded good doing it. Okay. And that's what the lesson was today. Okay, great. Also, uh, I thought this might be a fun way to go out. Um, I thought it might be fun for us to uh, give each other a player introduction, like we might have at a PA over the stuff. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, you don't want to instead of instead of um, you don't. Uh, oh, I'll assign that right after. Okay. Actually, let me assign that now. 
uh, Connor, uh, you have some homework that you need to uh, get uh, get ready. Okay, that's one of the segments that we're going to have on the show, is that at the end of every episode, Cody assigns me some homework that may or may not be related to the next episode. Yes. And uh, I have to do it, and we'll open up the next episode with my homework assignment. So what are you assigning Yes, me? and this is a pilot uh, that we're recording right now, and hopefully this goes out. And if it does, uh, here's your assignment for next week. Uh, it's coming up on July 30th. It is a weird, wacky world that uh, is very... Uh, each league has a very specific brand of it, okay. uh, but the most exciting one by far is the NBA, and it's free agency. Ooh. You're going to be studying free agency. You're going to come back to me with three things you learned about free agency before we jump in, okay. um, and this is the uh, kind of um, fun uh, you know, part of the season where, uh, you know what? No. I'm getting rid of that. Okay. Uh, different homework? Your homework for this week. I want you to look up a very specific incident. Okay. okay? Oh, hell yeah. Okay, here yeah. we go. I want you to give me a very specific incident. Um, the one I want you to give me, okay, is this is a very basic one. And you should be able to talk about it if you're going to talk about NBA. And this is the 2015 uh, to 16 finals. Okay? This is where the Cleveland Cavaliers came back from three games to one. Uh, to defeat the Golden State Warriors, the number one team of all time, record-wise. Uh, on the back of the Cavs versus the Warriors. I want you to come back, and I want you to give me a kind of two-paragraph overview of what happened, and I'll tell you if you're right. Two-paragraph overview of what happened in a specific game? Uh, no, the entire series, let me know what happened. Okay. The NBA Finals, 2015-2016. You got it. It's uh, it's it's one of the be- biggest stories in all time of sports. And if you talk to the if you talk to somebody about the NBA and they mention that, which a lot of conversations would go to that, because um, it's never do- happened before or since. Oh, oh um, wow. Okay. Yeah. No no teams ever come back from um, a three to one deficit except for this team. Okay. And they did it against the best team of all time. I am very, very excited to look into this. Yep, look that up. All right. uh, Now to take us out, you wanted to do our our announcer names? Yes. Okay. All right. I'll do yours first, okay? Okay. Now, exiting the podcast. Connor! Is it done yet? (laughs) Clifton! (laughs) I love it. Okay. Here we go. Back from his teaching job in Copperus Cove, the returning champion of Houston's comedy podcasting scene, Cody Dale Hager. Yeah. All right. I'm pumped. All right. We'll see you later, everyone. Thanks you so much for listening to the first episode of Is, this a, is That a Foul? Is Forgot that a the foul? Forgot the name of the show. Damn it. We did so uh, well. Dump this app. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.